passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mic, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mike's on Mike. This is Drive-By Wrestling. Mike, we're coming off a hot weekend for WWE. Something that I feel like we're going to keep hearing. The most successful uh, Elimination Chamber. He just had the most successful Royal Rumble. This is all metric-wise with ticket sales, gate, uh, views on the, on the cock. And I'm sure it combines with pay-per-views and this, that, and the other, blah, 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 in places where we don't have streaming services like the network or people who don't pay the $10, which you're nuts if you don't pay $10 and you're going to pay 50 or 60 instead. I don't know what's wrong with you. Anyway. I mean, you can even just subscribe and cancel that much. Right, (laughs) right, right. Game the system. I mean, that's what I would do if I wasn't getting it, you know. I... And it, it, it's it's a conversation for a, a whole different thing. But anyway, business is booming for WWE. Uh, word is this morning before we record this that pre-sale tickets for Money in the Bank over in the UK sold out in a minute. No. <laughs> Triple H is doing good. We'll just say that. I'm enjoying it. You're enjoying it, which, you know, if anything, that's amazing, right? So... Let's talk about it. Elimination Chamber. Overall, solid pay-per-view. PLE, whatever you want to call it. Not one bad match on the whole card. Uh, I'm going to say just in the entertainment of the athleticism and the spots of the match, the men's Elimination Chamber for U.S. title was the match of the night. I would agree with that. It had people just showing out uh, Montez Ford, which, you know, everyone kind of clamors like this is the next big singles guy. And I mean, it's hard to argue. That being said, even though he wasn't in the match, Angelo Dawkins, his tag partner in the Street Profits, uh, give that dude credit because he has upped his game in the last six months himself. Both these guys have bright futures ahead of them, regardless of whether they stay a team, go their separate ways. Stay a team, but do single stuff, which I think is what they should do. Um, but he was amazing in this match. Johnny Gargano, I thought, like killed himself three times in this match, but landed okay, so that was fun. Um, just a really fun, really well booked elimination. Both both chamber matches were booked very well, but the men's just had the more oh my god moments, I guess, and was a super fun match. We got the build for. More to the build for what we all knew was coming with the uh, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul match for WrestleMania that we're building to. Uh, We are cementing Austin Theory as the star that he thinks he is, that I have said he was since NXT, uh, that the company seems to have a lot of faith in. Uh, I know your opinion was starting to change on him, Mike. Where are you you right now with Austin Theory? Um... The kid has a bright future. Mm-hmm. He, um, like we said a few months back, Triple H just breaking him down to build him back up. Yep. And they are successfully building this kid up. Um, there was a time in WWE that you would have watched the way this kid was getting built over the last year. Uh-huh. And we would say he's probably winning the Rumble and main eventing Mania next year. Mm-hmm. But this is a thought, actually, that I had. It's good that we're doing this, uh, that this came up, because I, I, I forgot that I had this thought, and, and now I can verbalize it on here. Um, I miss when a guy was made at wrestlemania right i miss when someone's first title win and culmination 
of the the fans supporting them was at WrestleMania. I miss when Bret Hart won the Rumble and went to Mania to capture his first title. I miss when Shawn Michaels won the Rumble, lost at Mania, won it the next year, captured his first title at Mania. I miss that shit, man. I miss Austin being a mid-card guy, an upper mid-card guy. That, that, that two-year build of him, him winning the Rumble, capturing his first title, being a made man in the main event of WrestleMania. Biggie won his first fucking paper, first title in, in like September. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, I, 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 I don't put the fucking belt on Austin Theory at some dipshit fucking fast lane type thing. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give this kid, if he's your guy of the future, give him a solid year build to the rumble and let's start making stars like we used to you want to know why none of your champions feel as fu- you want to know why braun Strowman as a champion doesn't feel as big as steve austin because you didn't tell the story of braun winning that fucking title right mm-hmm. people just get mm-hmm. titles now people don't get stories told about them winning the title they just win the fucking title now right That's how people get their first championship now. They just fucking get it handed to them. And like, May, what what the fuck are we doing, man? You get a big title win in fucking April and August. Those are your only two chances, right? Everything else in Mm -hmm. between just is what it is, right? Almost like the other spots, if you got to make a change, do it with someone who's already established. Yes. Someone who's already been to the dance, yes. had the title once, an Orton, a Cena, a Drew, a Sheamus, you know. Yes. This a is Charlotte, and, a Becky at this point. And this is what I would like to see from Austin Theory. If this is your guy, god damn it, don't fucking get. Don't. I feel like WWE gets so like, you know, because and I understand wrestling, man. You got to go with the hot hand, right? Mm hmm. But that's always been wrestling. And sometimes you went with the hot hand, but you gave it a year. You gave a story of Steve Austin fucking has to beat Shawn Michaels. You gave it uh, like these these incredible builds. And, and we just don't have that anymore. And while Cody isn't a new superstar, I am very excited that he is going to get his first major title win, no disrespect to the NWA championship, in the main event of Wrestle fucking Mania. Like, this is why don't we do this anymore? We just throw the belt on people without giving them this, like, man, Biggie, you could have gave him a great push to the Rumble to win that fucking belt. No one would have hated that. No one at all. Why don't we do this anymore? Why? Why? This is my hope for Austin Theory. <laughs> Is that he does not win the title in a month that is April. That's what I Yeah, no. I I can I can get down with all that. Uh I will say, you know, I interesting thing you said about Cody, and we'll come back to that. Um <clears throat> Theory's Theory's one of these guys who has shown me in the little time that he's been on television through NXT and WWE. His character in NXT was a little goofy. His character at first on the main roster under Vince was goofy. Now he's serious, and that works. I've seen him as a baby face, and that seemed to work, albeit that was early in his TV career. And, you know, I'd like to see it, not now, obviously, because he's doing good work with what he's doing, but eventually I think he'd make a decent baby face. I think he could probably do a bit of everything, and I agree with you. Let's, you know, let's say Cody's champ for WrestleMania next year. Austin Theory's rise wouldn't be as a heel. That'd be a good heel face combo, I think. You know, so there's a lot of lot of potential. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the belts are split. Maybe you got a chance for an Austin Theory at Mania to win a title. Maybe you got a chance for a Gunther, because I like the Gunther Cody story too, especially American versus, you know, the foreign heel, right? So that's a good option too. But we don't want to look too far in the future because we never know what's going to happen. Let's double back to elimination chamber a little bit more um we had a really good mixed tag match i enjoyed that 
Again, the women's elimination chamber was good. Um, there was another match in the slip in my mind. Oh, uh, wait. There was another women's match, wasn't there? Um, I don't know. We're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is... we talked about the things that matter already, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is, you know, this is not uh, no preparation. Yeah, Rhea and Dom, I think. Um, I, uh, I thought that one about how I thought it was going to go. So, yeah, well, you know, Rhea, Rhea teamed with Finn and Edge to take on Edge and Beth. And it was, it was fun. It was one of the best mixed tag matches I've seen in a long time. Uh, my prediction did not come true. I thought for sure Rhea was going to take a spear from Edge. Um, but that's okay. Uh, it was still a good match. Uh, the main event, Mike, obviously we need to spend some time on this. So we got Sami Zayn in his hometown challenging the tribal chief, taking on the, you know, the bloodline, taking on his former uh, head of the table, for lack of a better word, man, trying to get those titles off of him. An electric crowd, amazing feeling. These guys didn't touch for, like, what, six, seven minutes, and the crowd was just, like, busting at the seams? Yeah, that dude, the crowd. <laughs> the fucking crowd, man. Um, when Sammy's music hit, uh-huh. and it was Sammy's music, man. That was a pop, bud. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I always wish. I almost wish they wouldn't. They would have saved that for Saturday and not had him come out to that on uh, Friday. But you know, I, I get it. Yeah, they should um, Saturday for sure. Easily. That's, that's a nitpicky complaint. Uh, but the match, I mean, solid match, good match, better story. You know what I mean? Like both guys showed up for the match with the story part, the little interactions. Uh with Sami Zayn, and they, of course, I had never seen his wife before, and I saw an interview, like, pop up on WWE's, one of their social media, like, on Saturday afternoon, like, Sami Zayn's wife talking about, you know, this journey, and I'm like, oh, okay, and then I'm thinking, like, oh, this is going to come into play, and it did, and it was beautiful, like, you, you know, Roman coming over, talking shit to Sami in front of his wife, the the heel the heel shit that he was doing and saying blaming everything on Sammy to his wife and then of course you get the you get the fan side or the face side of it where Sammy gets to run over and give his wife a big kiss in the middle of the freaking match like this was awesome shit man awesome shit it was it was it was um It was worth investing in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, um... Everything was worth investing in this whole time. And that was worth investing in. Um... The payoff... The payoff, like, was worth everything. Like, this was... This was a very well-told story. Uh, it continues to be a very well-told story. Right. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the match other than that. Um, they they reminded me, it reminded me kind of like of how pay-per-views in like the 90s were a little bit, where it was like, it was almost like an episode of Raw or Nitro, where at the, the end of the pay-per-view, you were like, oh, fuck, man. Now I, now I gotta watch Raw. I gotta watch Raw tomorrow, see what That's happens. That's how it man. should it's always good. be. Always, and it's not always. It's always like, okay, well, that was over, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it no, was absolutely. one of those pay-per-views that's like, fuck, I definitely gotta turn into Raw. I definitely well, gotta turn into Raw tomorrow. And let's talk about it real quick. We get Jimmy... <sighs> So there's two ref bumps. At one point, Jimmy comes in to help Roman. 
And <clears throat> there's another ref bump. Jay shows up. Because, of course, Sammy eventually dispenses Jimmy. Jay shows up. Sammy's down. Roman has a chair. Hands the chair to Jay. You know, trying to convince Jay to hit Sammy. Jay's hesitating, won't do it. You're not sure what Jay's thinking. Looks like he might hit Roman, just like literally the same thing that happened at the Rumble with Sammy. Sammy gets up, goes to spear Roman. Roman moves. Sammy spears Jay. Oh my God. Now what, right? Of course, this leads to Roman getting the advantage, getting the win. And, you know, him and I believe it was Jimmy were going to beat the shit out of him. Out of Sammy, him, pronouns pal. Uh, and we hear not, a, you know, of course we hear the music. KO showing up for the first time since the beat down at the Rumble, making the save, delivering some super kicks, super kicking Paul Heyman. Good shit. He leaves. And that takes us to Monday. I love Mike. that he super kicked Heyman, by the way. Yeah, me too. And I love that Heyman's selling it still. Yes. Uh, so the Sammy side of the story. Monday Night Raw, Sammy comes out, gives a promo, KO comes out, and Sammy's basically saying, like, hey, man, like, you were right, I was wrong, you want to take out the bloodline, I want to take out the bloodline, I can't do it alone, you can't do it alone, let's do it together, and I love the fact, now I'm sure this is going to change, and it should, but I love the fact that right away, KO's like, you dumb motherfucker, I told you this was going to happen. Deal with it yourself. Right? Like, I have no sympathy for you on this, you dumbass. Right. Like, and that's exactly how KO should have reacted. I'm glad that they let him react that way, that that's the way that they're telling the story. And it makes, again, if he'd have just said, you're right, let's do this, you're like, oh, okay. But now you're like, all right, well, now I got to see where the KO and Sammy stuff Plus the bloodline stuff goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. I know, bud. I so, am in it. it. I am in it with you. <laughs> I'm living this life with so, you. <laughs> so good storytelling on that side. Let's talk about the other story that has to be finished, Mike. And the promo that was basically Paul Heyman with Cody Rhodes, but what Cody Rhodes said was effective enough, right? I, okay, I almost sent this to the group chat, but I did not because um, uh, I was high on mushrooms and I knew that my typing capabilities were soon going to become void and null. And I did not want to get into a conversation that I was not going to be able to continue. So, uh, <laughs> the line, do not send this man again, is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever heard Cody Rhodes say in my life. Like, my entire watch this dude's entire career. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that might be the coolest fucking thing that I've ever heard him say. Do not send this man again. His whole promo was badass. It was badass, man. We have not come face to face, but I'm sure we will soon. Like, dude, like, I know what you're like. Everything he did, I know what you're doing. Like, all of it, man. What a badass fucking like 30 seconds, maybe. Maybe. Right. This shit was not long at best a minute. What, Cody's it, part or just the whole yeah, thing? Cody's the, the, part. Paul, yeah, Cody's part was like 30 seconds. Like, Paul just talking, talking, talking. Let's not gloss over the fact that Paul basically said he was going to try to fuck Brandy. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, like, he did. Like, he alluded to Roman doing it when Cody's busy with these titles that he's going to win. Like, obviously, Paul said, assuming, because you're not going to. But, you know. Uh, but Roman's a happily married man, but I'm not. What a fucking line, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just, just, really? We, we're doing this? I love it. I love have, it. Uh, we, uh, I think they were like, all right, Elimination Chamber's out of the way. We've officially <laughs> got the fans over this Sami Zayn thing. All right. 
it's time to dial it up a notch or two. Yep. Yep. And just that, dude, that brief 30 seconds from Cody. Oh, man. Dude, that's one of my, my favorite promos I've ever seen him give. This is yep. on par with the promo where he saved America. <laughs> God bless him for it. Um, yeah, this is fun, man. I'm enjoying this ride. Look, I'm going to throw this out there just because it's, it's kind of gotten all over the internet that after Mania, Roman's only scheduled for like one pay-per-view or something to that effect. So the immediate response is, oh my God, Cody's going to lose. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. that. Roman's only scheduled for like one match, like after... Like in May, I think it was saying, and nothing until maybe like August, which would be SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and, and and that uh, there's no there's little talk of a rematch. That's what it was. So everyone's like, oh well, then oh, I can't believe Cody's gonna lose. I actually look at that the exact opposite way. The exact the opposite. Roman... How would you look at that and think that Cody's gonna lose? So Roman's only right. gonna wrestle as the champion in May, and with both titles. August? No, 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 people. That means that Roman's going away for a while. That's what I would assume. As yeah. as he fucking deserves. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. this man the fuck off TV for a couple months, man. Yeah, let him absolutely. have some time, man. Let him have some time. Also, let us have some time. You know what I mean? Let us have some time away from him. So that when 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 the big dog comes back, we're, we're 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 desiring it, you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. give us both some free time here, huh? Yep. No, I'm. Yep. Spot on. I'm with you. Uh, I again, I don't think. I know that there's rumors out there that Vince is pushing Triple H to keep the title on Roman. Look, I, I'm to the point now with these dirt sheets that I just laugh when I reach it. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday afternoon. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp came out with a a vague tweet saying that a WWE star told him that he believes that Vince is back in creative more at four o'clock when he does his show, right? His show you got to pay for. And then uh, basically it said, I couldn't like confirm it, but that was his feeling. But a source wouldn't tell me absolutely no but the source did say like it would know said that's not true and then wade keller came out and was like i was told by a source that would 100 percent know that this is 100 percent incorrect <laughs> so it's just you know it's laughable triple h has said vince talks to me i have no doubt about that you know what i mean and then he said the decision ultimately comes down to me. Remember how people would have ideas and the decision would ultimately come down to Vince? Well, it's a little different now. And let's hope it stays that way. Everything business-wise is indicating that it absolutely should, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's going good. Cody is selling very well. Uh, some sites saying that wwe and again this is dirt sheet so you know you got to pick and choose what you believe and don't believe but that wwe is impressed with cody's ability to to sell the younger fan which i mean i agree with and also am not surprised by i don't think they're probably surprised by it either uh that's what you want in a babyface champion man so like again to think that this isn't the time, I don't think this is the time for them to fumble that ball. I don't think they would do that. No, they're not. Not right now, bud. Certainly not. Certainly and, not. They do this right now. And, you know. Fuck, man. I was getting ready to say something and then I was like, no, nah, man, he's crazy. He's 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 definitely crazy enough for that. And I was like. As Gary say, I I think that Vince is probably a smart enough man. Also, <laughs> from a businessman perspective, that he could see that everything's up right now. 
everything right drastically right. up from six months ago right and but then i was immediately like he's also an insane person like right like yeah. he's also well, yeah he's yeah, also absolutely. pathologically insane yes yep. so I, I you know i can't I, I can't stand by that i can't stand by that but you know man the thing is when you get a dirt sheet chance you got a 50 50 chance of it being true right that's true but when it comes from dave Meltzer. It's got an extra 33% chance of being fake. So you take that 50%, but also the story is about Vince. So there's another 25% chance that it's also fake. So you take that 50%, you take that 33%, you take that 25%, and what you have is a hundred and 17 percent chance that the story is fake steiner math i love it listen we need it we we need to stop right there take a break because it's not going to get better than that we're going to come back some awards came out we're going to talk about them hang tight we will be right back you've found drive-by the show that is just like Monday Night Raw. Too long, too painful to endure at times, but more often than not, <laughs> has some good stuff too. Now, back to the Mics on Mics. Mike, our favorite awards of the year came out uh, from a totally unbiased voting system. As unbiased as that reporter that was on SmackDown and the Elimination Chamber that got lambasted by one Mr. Khan, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? <laughs> What's that? No. You didn't see this? No. Oh my god, hold on. I This is one where I actually have to look up because there's, I can't believe that you didn't see this. Uh, What's the guy's name? Ariel? How do you spell? Oh, there he is. Ariel Hawani, the MMA guy, the he's does he's done some wrestling. He's interviewed, like he interviewed Triple H. He interviewed Tony Khan. He was the one that tried to ask Tony Khan about uh, some punk things after the brawlout stuff. Okay. And Tony Khan kept saying, um, I, "I I'd love to, but I can't answer that. I'd love to, but I can't answer that." Um, so. Ariel was on SmackDown. He's from Canada, I'm assuming, maybe even in that town, right, where they were in Montreal. Um, And he showed up like he was on SmackDown as like a correspondent in the crowd. And I'm guessing probably because of who he is and the fact that he lives there. So like, hey, let's get him to come in and do this shot, right? And Tony, I'm trying to find the tweet, man. I can't believe that I can't find this. Tony Khan tweeted during SmackDown about something to the effect of way to be an unbiased journalist. Like, you know, oh my God, I got to find this tweet, Mike, because this is unbelievable. Never going to find it. Um, Dear God, I got to find this. Hold on. I don't know if Tony Khan would have deleted it or not, but... It led to a back and forth with him because Ariel or Ariel, however the fuck you say his name, you know, he's doing SmackDown. And then his phone started blowing up. And then he responded and called him the snowman. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, everyone backstage was pretty impressed with that and thought it was hilarious. And then he was on Elimination Chamber, where Michael Cole, here it is, Tony Khan tweeted and added Ariel Hawani, you're a fraud, Ariel. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone24. Hashtag AEW Rampage. Ariel responded, thanks for watching, old friend. 
Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. And then Tony Khan responded, good luck with the unbiased journalism. Uh, and I then saw uh, Ariel I mean, talking about Tony this. Why would you bring Tony into this? That's exactly what Ariel said. On his, he was on a show at, after this, like a I don't know, a podcast or something, and they brought it up. And he was like, well, I don't understand. Is he trying to take a dig at me by throwing his own guy under the bus? Yeah. This He's like... Was, so Tony Schiavone was probably sitting at home and saw his fucking Twitter alert. It was like, right? Oh, boss man. Boss man mentioned me in a tweet. Huh. Excuse me. Hey, and he looked at it and was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> And, and RL was like talking about like he asked the one guy on the show, he's like, Tony Schiavone's like a legit journalist, isn't he? And the guy's like, Well, yeah, I'm from Georgia, and like I honestly knew him from sports reporting before I even knew that he was in, you know, a wrestling guy. And, and like it's just hilarious anyway. Michael Cole on Elimination Chamber said something about uh, when he, they put him next to George St. Pierre. I don't know if you caught that during Elimination Chamber. Mm-mm. They had uh, Ariel and Hawani and George St. Pierre was in the crowd. And they like showed him and he was like, there's our unbiased sports reporter, Ariel Hawani, <laughs> with MMA legend GSP. Oh, it was fun stuff, man. It was fun stuff. Uh, meltdowns. Anyway. So that was my whole joke that I just had to take like 10 minutes to explain to you. Uh, Meltzer uh, or Observer Awards. Mike, (laughs) we want to talk about some of these. I know you got them in front of you. Yes, I have them right here directly in front of my eyeballs right now. So (laughs) have you seen any of these? I saw the worst promotion of the year. That's all you saw? And I think, do they do best booker or do they do worst booker? Uh, maybe they do both. I don't know. Okay. Well, All I right. saw I saw the Tony Khan booker of the year. <laughs> okay. Who would you say is the wrestler of 2022? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is number two. John Moxley won wrestler of the year. Uh, oh. All right. Roman Reigns number two, Will Ospreay, Okada, and Siri. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. Siri? I believe it's Siri. I don't know. Uh, I'd say, uh, I believe. Hey, uh, I don't know. Japanese women's wrestler? Uh, I'm not sure. Who knows? I probably just fucking pissed off a bunch of people, but oh well. <laughs> Not that deep into Japanese wrestling anymore, y'all. Um, most outstanding wrestler. Who would you say is the most outstanding wrestler? This is like more like an in-ring perspective. I would say that means like in-ring, like ring work. I mean, goddamn, I have to. I always think it's gonna be. See, I would say Seth Rollins, but you can make the argument for an Omega, and you can make the argument for an Osprey. So since I know the crowd is probably Omega Osprey. And Seth is like fifth. Uh, Will Ospreay, Brian Danielson. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, that makes sense now. He would have been like fifth three years ago. Yeah, Okada. <laughs> uh, okay. Number four, Speedball Mike Bailey. Fucking hell okay. yeah, Speedball. Way to get the fuck on here, man. I've watched this dude live a couple times now. He's fucking tremendous. Uh, number five, John Moxley. Wow. All right. Yeah. Tag team of the year, man. Um, certainly not the Usos. Definitely either the Bucks or FTR. FTR, uh, the Briscoes, Young Bucks. Yeah, I was going to say the Briscoes. The Usos, the Acclaimed. Okay. I'm surprised the Usos beat the Acclaimed, I'll be honest with you. Same. Uh, <laughs> beat them by uh, uh, 
like almost 150 things. Uh, best on interviews. Like uh, uh, an interviewer or the interviewee? The interviewee, the person getting interviewed. Also, I think this is like promo work as well. Uh, again, I know that it's not going to be, but it probably for this year should be Roman Reigns. MJF. I mean, maybe MJF. Yes, MJF. MJF. John Moxley. Oh CM Punk. Sami Zayn. <laughs> okay. Eddie, Eddie Kingston. No Roman Reigns. No. Are we serious? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Promotion of the year. AEW, number one. Do you want to uh, guess where WWE is? There's five categories. There's five spots. Uh, they're last. They're five. AEW, number one. Stardom, number two. WWE at three. Oh, okay. At four, in which I'm sure Meltzer had some kind of, like, minor aneurysm go off in his brain. New Japan, below WWE. And uh-huh. then five, UFC. What? That's not wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why is it, are, do they give options or is it just whoever gets the most votes? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe they give options. I don't know. Well, I mean, anyway. All right. Okay. Whatever. I'm shocked that WWE was three. Yeah. Uh, best weekly show Dynamite, then Rampage, then no. Dark. No, Dynamite, <laughs> then SmackDown. Oh, wow, okay. Then Rampage, then New Japan Strong, then Impact. Okay. Okay. Match of the year is too many options. I'm not even going to have to guess. Okada versus Osprey, G1 final, number one. Number two, FTR versus Briscoe's three. Number three, Okada, Osprey, Russell Kingdom. Number four, FTR <laughs> versus Briscoe's one. Oh, my God. <laughs> number five. Uh, Gunther versus Sheamus. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, that was a fantastic fucking match. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, like, it was... <laughs> all right, so straight up, just like the same people got four of these spots. Right. Um, right. Right. Who do you think the United States MVP was? United States MVP? <clears throat> Man. I'm not even going to try to guess with this. I have no clue. John Moxley, then Roman I Reigns. I should have said John fucking Moxley. God Always damn it. say John Moxley. Then Roman okay. Reigns, then Chris Oh, Taylor. okay. It's the United States Canadian MVP. Then MJF, then Brian Danielson. <laughs> what was the last one? Brian Danielson. Okay. <laughs> they got Japanese and Mexican <laughs> European MVPs. We're not going to get into all that. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's see, where are we? Best box office draw. Oh. Well, John Moxley, but it should be Roman Reigns. No, it's Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. Well, we got that one, right? And John Cena, then CM Punk. Uh, okay. Women's wrestling MVP. Siri, uh, Japanese person. Bianca Belair at two. Okay. Jamie Hayden uh-huh. three. And then a couple Japanese wrestlers, four and five. Um, Julia and Kyrie. Feud of the year. FTR versus Briscoes. CM Punk versus MJF. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Tam Nakano versus Nuts Boy. Uh, probably said that wrong. Number five, the Elite versus Death Triangle. I'm going to be real. I thought the Elite versus Death Triangle was so fucking annoying. I fast forwarded through it every week. <laughs> um, was what was the second one you said? Punk versus MJF. Yeah, was that 
like a feud. I know yeah. technically it was, but like I bought a shirt. I bought a I bought a feud. Oh a yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember it now, but I feel like there was gonna be more to it, but everything never mind. I got you. Good. Everything went wishy washy. Most uh, yeah, approved the acclaimed uh Mina Shirakawa, Jamie Hayter, Wheeler Yuda, and Dawn Mysterio. Wait. Okay, character wise, I'll give up that one. Um I'll tell you something that probably should have been on that list is Grayson Waller. Um his in ring has gotten better. It was already decent. It's gotten better, and his character work is just starting to go through the roof to where he might be the next NXT breakout star on the male side. Bro, is he about to have a match with Shawn Michaels? I'm wondering. I'm really wondering. Or he's just going to injure him to get major heat. Like, air quote, injure him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Most charismatic. MJF. That's Same fair. Thing. I don't have a problem with that one. MJF, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, CM yes. Punk. Julia. Julia, if that's her name. I don't know. Sorry, no disrespect. I just don't keep up with Japanese wrestling anymore, so don't have to say a lot of people's names. <laughs> um, Mike, do you want to take a guess who won the Brian Danielson Best Technical Wrestler Award? Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson won the Brian Danielson Best Technical Wrestler Award. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking stupid. Um, uh, I love it. I mean, I it's it. awesome, but it's fucking stupid. I love it. That's so um, great. <laughs> number oh. two was Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> number three was Daniel Garcia. Number four was, uh, Sire. Number five was Josh Alexander. <laughs> oh. oh, good God. Uh, I love mm. that, that he wins this. This is so fun for me. I just, I think this is so, just fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> Bruiser Brody Memorial Best Brawler Award. John Moxley. John Moxley. <laughs> Moxley, Ishii, Suzuki, Eddie Kingston, Gunther. Pretty solid top five. <laughs> I ain't got no arguments on that one at all. Pretty solid top five. Uh, best flying wrestler uh, is fucking Del Vikingo, then Ray Phoenix, then Dante Martin, then Commander, then Will Ospreay. Yeah, sure, man. Sure. <laughs> 2022 most overrated. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let me see. Most overrated. This is coming from the Observer. Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy, the Firefly Funhouse, um, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Am I hitting any of these? Roman Reigns is number three. Okay. That's retarded, but okay. Okay, number one <laughs> is a female in WWE. Oh, man. Is it someone we've already mentioned? No. Oh. Ooh, hold on. Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Okay. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> I just had to think for a second. I knew where that yeah. was going. Yeah. Ronda Rousey. Not by like a super wide margin. Like fifteen votes. Tyrus is number two. Reigns <laughs> is number three. CM Punk number four. And. <laughs> A guy we talked about a little bit earlier, Austin Theory, rounding it out at number five. That's Reigns and Theory should not be on there, but okay. Most underrated. <laughs> uh, now, number one is uh, Takashita, right? So, number five is Ricky Starks. That's one and five. Two, three, and four are WWE guys. Oh, okay. Huh. Who do you think? Underrated? Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Nope. 
No. No. Um, are they all male? Yes. Awesome theory. No, you're thinking too high up the card, my guy. Okay. Well, I know sometimes these Azura Awards have the same people on the opposite list, and you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. let me see. Two of them. Two, high up. two of Chad them. Chad Gable. Yes. Boom. Uh. Too high up the card. Underrated. Chad Gable. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. Okay. Yeah. No, those are good. Those are good options. Good options. Twenty twenty two Rookie of the Year. I think this might pleasantly surprise you. Give it to me because I got no guess. Braun Breaker. Really? Yes. Huh. Number two, Hook. Number three, I think, also will pleasantly surprise you, Logan Paul. Number four, uh, Takuma Ira. And number five, Solo Sokoa. You know what's funny? I never really thought of Logan Paul as a rookie because I've more thought of him as like a celebrity one-off. But technically, Mm -hmm. he's a contracted star. Different contract, but he's still under contract. So, Uh, yeah, I'm a... those make sense. I thought we'd see more like of these newer guys that have evolved in emerged in AEW recently, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair list. I think those are strong picks. Best non wrestler: Paul Heyman, William Regal, um, Don Callis, Stokely Hathaway, Rick Ross. Okay, Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Like best, the, yeah, like the rapper Rick Ross. He was on AEW for a while. For uh, how long? Uh, it's uh, too long. How about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, best television announcer. You will never guess this, so I'm just going to tell you. Kevin Kelly. Uh, <laughs> number two, Excalibur. Number three, uh, Ian Riccoboni. Number, if that's how you say it. Number four, Taz. Number five, Pat McAfee. Oh, okay. Worst, worst television announcer. Michael Cole, Corey Graves. Corey Graves, Booker T, fair. Number three, Jim Ross, <laughs> fair. Number four, Michael Cole. Number five, Kevin Patrick. Listen. Kevin Patrick? Oh, for real. Okay. Kevin, Kevin Patrick is... There's like a tone that the last three guys they put on Raw for commentary just don't have. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a bass in their voice, if it's like a... Like even when Kevin Patrick sounds excited, it doesn't hit. And that's not that's not a, it's not his fault. Like Taz has it, Corey Graves has it, Michael Cole has it, Pat McAfee has it out the ass. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that it just resonates with you when they talk and you get excited too. Um, I take issue with Michael Cole being on that list because since he has not had Vince in his ear, he has showed that he's probably the best wrestling announcer out there right now. But if you're I guess if you're taking the whole year, whatever, because it's only been seven months, right? So, yeah. Okay, whatever. But, yeah, Ke- yeah, I don't know. I don't hate Kevin Patrick. There's just a little bit of, dude, I, we used to have Booker T. I last so hard because I want to like Booker T, but he is hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, I'll be real, man, he's one of those, like, I hate that he's become this too because I was such a Booker T fan. But he's one of those retired wrestlers that just says dumb shit just to be saying dumb shit. He does. Just says dumb shit just to be saying dumb shit. Uh, It drives me fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Best major wrestling show, Forbidden Door, then Revolution, then Mania Night One, then Stardom Five Star Grand Prix, and then uh, Clash of the Castle. 
It was a good show. It's just it was a I good show. Thought that that was funny. That it was just randomly there it was. But worst mm-hmm. major wrestling show, the 2022 Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> Elimination Chamber. GCW <laughs> The World, which was pretty fucking bad. Uh, JCP Ric Flair's last match. NWA Hard Times Three. Like, are we really? Listen, I understand, but are we really going to put any like WWE show as worse than some of these? Probably NWA and uh, uh, help me out here. What was one of the other ones you just named? Fucking Rick like, Flair. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Like above, like above and in worse rating than those. Like, come on. But okay. <laughs> I mean, even if it's just for production value. <clears throat> Best wrestling maneuver. Will Ospreay. Jesus Christ. There's so many fucking categories. We're just going to start speed running through some of these, man. This shit's getting ridiculous. Yeah, we don't have to hit them all. Just hit the Best wrestling one. maneuver. Uh, Will Ospreay, Hidden Blade, Adam Page, Buckshot, Lariat, Kenny Omega, One Winged Angel, Darby Allen, Coffee Drop, Wardlow, Powerbomb, Symphony. Um, I stand I, by the fact that the curb stomp is the coolest fucking wrestling move just because of its simplicity and brutality and ability to be performed on anyone. He can do it to Braun Strowman. Can a one-winged angel be done to Braun Strowman? Well, no, it cannot. Nope, nope. And here's my argument. <clears throat> I will second that. Curb stomp is the best finishing move in pro wrestling. Uh, he had to have clearly taken a page from the Stone Cold rule of you have to be able to do your finisher to anyone, and that's what that is. Uh, Hangman's buckshot is cool. I'm just trying to figure out why Logan Paul does it better than anyone else. Um, and I'm sorry, I know the one winged angel looks cool, but it's my least favorite finishing move because it's so convoluted to set up that it just takes me out of it. I know people love it. I just think the ridiculous amount of time it takes to get in position, hit that move, is a lot of suspension of disbelief, right? Yes. So it just kind of, I hate it. It's my least favorite wrestling move. I know there's been a lot of rumors. We didn't talk about it, Mike, but like with Jay White, what's Jay White going to do? Now there's supposed rumors that like, could Kenny Omega come to WWE? Could, could, uh, uh, who was the other one? Someone else helped me out from New Japan, Mike. That's recently. Um, Are we talking about like an American Canadian? No, uh, I think it's Kenny Omega, Golden Lovers. Um, oh yeah. Oh, help, help me out. Oh, dude, I'm looking at his face in my mind. You just caught me like at the fucking totally wrong second. It's um, Abushi. Yeah, thank you. Um, we didn't talk about it last week. A lot of these rumors broke about possibly all three of them ending up in WWE here possibly soon. Um, look, I don't, again, just, I mean, I said Cody will never be there, and he is. I don't think Omega will ever be there with AEW where it is. But that said, if he does, I pray to God they fucking change his finishing move because I hate that fucking thing. <laughs> you imagine Roman taking that shit? Right. Get the fuck out of here. That just looks dumb. All right, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I love the Wardlow Powerbomb Symphony because it's so video game-like. Uh, most disgusting promotional tactic. No oh boy, here we go. After sexual misconduct allegations. The Saudi what was it? Vince appears on TV after sexual misconduct allegations. Oh, yeah, he did show up like the very next... Yeah, yeah well, I don't know if that's a... Uh, okay, yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. Saudi, the, Saudi, the Saudi relationship. That's not a promotional tactic. That's a TV deal, but okay. Ric Flair's last match. That's a promotion. Uh, Stephanie McMahon's goodbye to Vince McMahon. And AEW not punishing CM Punk after the Adam Page callout. That's not a promotional tactic either. I know. I think it's just the most disgusting tactics, though. I think, just don't think it's promotional time. We just, just change the category to grossest thing a promotion did. Yeah. 
Because AEW not talking about CM Punk after Brawl Out is not a promotional tactic. That's a business decision. That's not trying to promote the company. That's trying to keep the company from bad press. That's not the same thing. But okay. <laughs> uh, so now mm. I'm just going to skip down through some of these. Uh, and just Worst promotion of the year, obviously, WWE. Oh, clearly. Best booker and promoter of the year. Tony Khan won both. Tony Khan. Snowman. Um, best gimmick of the year, Sami Zayn. Okay. okay. Uh, Bloodline slash Roman Reigns at four. Okay. Worst gimmick. I'd, say, I'd have them one and two interchangeable, but okay. Worst gimmick, Maximum Male Models. Uncle Howdy. Of course. Number three just says Kip Sabian. It's not even the gimmick. It just says Kip Sabian. Uh, <laughs> uh, number oh. four, Joe Gacy slash the schism. And number five. I would have agreed with that six months ago. I disagree with it now. Uh, that's that's really That's really about it that we need to cover. <laughs> Look. We can we laugh, we have fun. There are, you know, some that seem like, okay, that makes sense. There's a lot that don't. But to be fair and unbiased, this would be like going to we'll get local here. This would be like be going to Columbus and asking who is the best college football team. Taking a poll, right? Yeah. Taking a poll on what the best college football team is. Yeah. In Columbus. Mm-hmm. Like, a little biased. Okay. It's okay. We can have fun with it. Uh, some were a little surprising for both the right and wrong reasons. Uh, that was fun. You, it, it's, you, it, it's literally some of the favorite things I like to do when we do the show. Mike, is to look at some of these awards and just. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, just laugh because that's all you can do, man. That's all you yep. can do some of these awards. I hope that Daniel Bryan wins the Daniel Bryan Award after he retires. Every year and the first year he's retired. Yep, that's that's my hope. You know how good you have to be at something for them to name a yearly award of it in your name and you're still doing it? <laughs> well, well Still, like, to be fair, taking part in didn't it. they start that when he was forced into retirement? Potentially. I can't remember. I mean, I don't want to stick up for Observer, but I'm assuming that's when they started. I'm just saying. And then he came back. No, but now, when you're yeah, no, 100%. And I just want him to win it every year until he retires. And then I want him to win it at least one year after he retired, just for the principal of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, is, is there anything else you want to say to these five fine people before we go? I don't have anything, man, I don't think. I'm all out. No fun. Uh, but I do say this every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.